You ready for this? Oh boy. Hello and welcome to Filling in the Gaps. I'm Justin. I'm Darren. On Filling in the Gaps, we tend to watch mind-bending movies and play puzzle games. This one is... not sure exactly how to put it. It's very artsy. It is very weird. Mm -hmm. It is El Topo. El Topo is a movie from 1970 from writer and director Alejandro Jodorowsky. Mm -hmm. It is two hours and five minutes. It is weirdly, at least on IMDb, not rated, meaning it doesn't have an age rating. So perhaps this is before that would have happened. The IMDb score is 7.2, Rotten Tomatoes, critics at 80%, audience at 84%. I am completely shocked. (laughs) (laughs) El Topo is a Western, as I said, artsy sort of visual trip and epic fetch quest. That is the simplest way, I think, to describe it. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure how this is going to fall as far as when we upload it. I had hinted that I would like this to be the thanksgiving bonus that we normally do just to cut darren off from giving me some (laughs) other really depressing movie this year but i think it kind of warrants just being a regular episode and also with our schedules we're a bit behind where we would like to be so i would just kind of like to slot it in and move on Mm. and keep going it's not really so much a movie where it's missing things that we need to fill in as the logic just makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a weird, weird film. I mean, when, when I was watching this, I was like, man, I'm glad this falls at Justin's feet for, for, for recommending this one, not, not me. <laughs> this is a very strange movie. It seems fairly quality for when it was made and where it was made. I mean, but it's like, I, what, 1970? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty old, but it, it looks great. Yeah, it's pushing some boundaries, that's for sure. What I would say, though, is it definitely has the feeling for me of a B-movie. It felt to me like some kind of LSD western, like spaghetti western almost. Like, yeah, that's what I called it, an yeah. artsy visual trip. Yeah. yeah, it's unlike anything I've probably seen before. I would really only probably recommend it to people who are into really strange movies and people who love B-movies, because though it's not a B-movie, It very much feels like a B-movie, and some of the ridiculousness that happens is the type of stuff that, if you like B-movies, that would appeal. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I'm not really sure who I would recommend it to. The story is a bit all over the place. It more feels like a bunch of short stories that have been shoved together with just El Topo running through it. Yeah. I mean, I suppose you could describe it as a movie of almost three parts. But after the first part, I was like, I could quite happily just be like, oh, that's the end of the film. (laughs) It just goes on and on. It It doesn't give up. It does. And there are just so many things that we're just going to have to put together and take a while to guess at because I have not watched any reviews on it. I haven't seen anybody else's take on this is what this means. We're just going to go through it and, and stumble through together, I think, on this one. That's kind of it because once we start into this, it's just nothing but spoilers. So... If you want to see something very different, very strange, El Topo can be for you. The warnings would just be, there is animal violence. Yeah, I put that in my notes and I was like, I'm pretty sure it's safe to say animals were harmed during this, (laughs) like not the other way around. You don't see it, but you see the aftermath. Yeah. You have nudity and 
very strong sexual themes, mm-hmm. I think. At the time, they were probably super extreme, mm-hmm. but now I think they're kind of tame. We see harder stuff on HBO, you know, <laughs> in their regular series. <laughs> so I'm not sure how much warning you need for that. I think the animal thing is much more the, the warning I would give. Yes. And with that, though, if El Topo sounds crazy and fun for you, give it a try. But if you don't care about spoilers or you've already seen it, well, join us in the spoiler section. We begin with a man. El Topo, a man in black who rides in the desert on the horse with a boy holding a black umbrella. Yes. I put in my notes his son, question mark, because at the time I wasn't sure, but in the credits I believe it's called Iho, which would be son. And it's actually the director's son. Yeah, which I think is the only reason he was able to do this. Yeah. Because that little boy is very naked for a large part of this movie. Yeah, I was thinking, I hope that kid has lots of sunscreen because... My God, he's in, he's in the middle of the desert for, must have been hours shooting that. Well, I say he's naked. He is wearing a hat. True. <laughs> True. <laughs> the umbrella and the horse are tied to a post. El Topo gives Iho a teddy bear and a portrait of his mother and says, you're a man now. The kid's seven. You're seven years old. You're a man now. Man up. Bury this stuff. You don't need it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> While Iho is bearing these things, El Topo plays a flute pipe. He does this a number of times throughout the movie. (laughs) They ride off. We get lots of images of a mole. And I believe there's some text. Moles dig looking for the sun and are blinded when they find it. Yeah. I mean, El Topo, I think, means mole, yeah? The mole? Probably. I didn't look it up. Yeah. (laughs) Of all things, I didn't look up. I didn't look it up. Yeah. So, the mole. You get many images of hands digging in the dirt. El Topo and his son ride into a village. The village is just destroyed. There are pools of blood everywhere, dead animals. There's even a man impaled on the trunk of a tree. Yeah. In the church, there are many men hanging from nooses. Outside, they find a man who is crawling and begs for death. El Topo gives (laughs) the gun to his son and says, shoot him, which he does. El Topo puts on some very large and flashy rings. I don't know what this is about. Do you have a theory about this? I don't have a theory about this one. Just looks cool. I guess so. It comes into play in the next scene, but (laughs) seems kind of unnecessary. There's very happy music as we see the bandits, one obsessed with woman's footwear. Yeah. And then he's using the shoes as target practice. We have one who builds a sort of effigy of a naked woman out of beans or something (laughs) and then is writhing on it we've got another one who is on a rock i I don't know it these three are so weird (laughs) it's like the really weirdest version of the three amigos (laughs) we're gonna see el topo as they ride out to meet him the bandits ride out to meet him the music stops they ride around el topo laughing they stop and a herd of (laughs) like they stop at a herd of goats they drink some water i think off the ground then they're on horses again (laughs) then one of your favorite parts i laughed out loud at this part man they're about to do a duel and what do they do to set off the duel (laughs) the main guy in the middle just takes his balloon out of his pocket and blows it up and then throws it on the ground and then the balloon slowly just goes meee 
you know, the, the air just comes out of it, and that's like the timer to start the duel. Man, I did not expect that. <laughs> as it deflates and as it's time, El Topo just lightning fast shoots the two on either side, and then basically he's going to take care of the guy in the middle, but before he does finish him off, he shoves a ring in his mouth, and he's like, tell me where the real bandits are, where the guy's in charge, who is it? Yeah. So he gets all of that information, and then we're going to... I'm skipping over a couple of things. We're going <laughs> to jump to what I call the mission. Yeah, we learned there's basically five other bandits that are in the group, that, and there's a bounty on his head or something like that. There's in charge the colonel, right? Yeah. The colonel. Yeah, and the five other guys. There are monks that are basically being tortured, harassed, and sexually abused yeah. by the bandits. We've got another bandit who is walking behind the line of locals that are being held captive. They're all standing against the wall, and he'll just randomly shoot some. Mm-hmm. It's pretty wild. Yeah. And the blood in... I don't know. You're going to say how bright red it is? It's like pink, almost. Yeah. Is that... Here's, here's the thing, right? Because... I don't believe that making blood is a new thing for films. Yeah. We know how to make deep red colors. Is it like a censorship thing where they have to make it look fake back in the day? I think that that is definitely a possibility. Because like a lot of old violent movies have really fake looking blood and it's obviously fake. I wonder if, if it was like to pass some kind of FCC thing where it's like you can't have it too real. I think it's possibly that. Or it is possible that that was just the trend. That was just the mm-hmm. way that everybody did it. Or maybe that's the way that it sh- shot on camera. Maybe that's the way it came through. Like it, you, They had it red, but it came through as pink when you showed it. That's always possible as well. Especially when you're talking about being out in the bright sun. Mm. That's definitely going to affect the way color looks. Yeah, it's the comical blood. It's almost yeah. like pink blood. Yeah, it just kind of struck me. For that time period, though, it seems sort of par for the yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. Even when you get into late 70s horror US, a lot of the blood is just not realistic. Yeah, even like Evil Dead, Dawn of the Dead, is, yeah. Let's skip just a bit ahead to where we meet a woman who's getting water to take to the colonel and saying, hey, to these other guys who are harassing her, they're saying he only uses women once and then they're ours. And she said, well, he told me he'd kill anybody who touches me, so, you know. Keep that in mind. She takes the water into him. He's got on these <laughs> red silk boxers. And then he starts really doing himself up with makeup and everything. He's obviously not a nice guy, as I'm pretty sure he hits her at this point. Yep. He's really terrible to his bandits. Mm-hmm. Just not a great person. Yeah. Then we get to El Topo coming in. <laughs> and one of the worst things I've ever seen and I've watched this so many times because it makes me laugh every time, is where he sneaks in and he kills a bandit by throwing a knife up at the guy in the tower that gets his throat. But it's so fast, it's almost impossible to see what is even going on. I'm glad you said that because I thought I'd missed I had to rewind and go, what just happened there? No, the first time I watched this movie, I rewound it three times yeah. to figure out kind of what was going on. And I watched it a couple more times just because it was so bad it made me laugh. Right. There's no way that knife thrown that weakly did anything. <laughs> <laughs> Let alone go right through the guy's neck, as they're trying to say. <laughs> but I think it kind of sets up, this is what this movie is going to be like. Be ready for it. 
But yeah, it's way too fast. I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> As I said before, the colonel doesn't treat his bandits very well. He's treating them like dogs, and then he's going to sick them onto the woman because I guess he's done with her. But before she could be forced to do anything, El Topo shows up, he bursts in, he and Iho together, they remove all the bandits' gun. <laughs> I have a note in here too, very red blood, you know, like just <laughs> too fake, which I think was a line in the first scream. Like, why is the blood always so red? Like, it doesn't look <laughs> right, yeah. There's a bandit who tries to be sneaky with a gun behind his back, but El Topo, of course, kills him. Yes. He's sort of... Super John Wick. Yeah, I, I just said he's like gun Jesus, basically. Yeah. <laughs> the bandit dies, struggling to get to the riches, and then the monks pick up guns. Yeah. <laughs> like they're going to take back over. <laughs> I don't understand what's going on here. You have a very odd sense of what monks are or what they do. We have a title card that says Genesis. Oh, yeah, this goes the whole way. This is a running theme for the whole movie. <laughs> Just random Bible references that don't really seem to make any sense. Yeah. I don't see this being of the Garden of Eden, mm. <laughs> <laughs> which I think is what he's trying to imply, or that this is Adam and Eve in some way, but there's nothing about them that seems like Adam and Eve. Adam didn't already start off with a son. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> El Topo basically forces the colonel into a duel. He turns his back to the colonel and then shoots him in the hand and then in the head. <laughs> He's like, uh, how'd you do that, El Topo? <laughs> Gun Jesus. <laughs> then the colonel is suddenly stripped of the silk boxers. We don't see that happen. It just is mm -hmm. as much in this movie is just suddenly, oh, now this is happening. <laughs> the other bandits and monks hold him while El Topo basically castrates him. The naked colonel shoots himself, and then the village comes in and shoots all the bandits. <laughs> the woman wants to go with El Topo, so Iho is just left off to become a monk now. Yeah, he just kicks the boy in the face, pretty much. <laughs> just like, get out of here. At first it seemed like he didn't want the woman, and then the woman just sort of forced herself onto the horse, and then he's like, well, now she's here, I guess you're staying. No room for three on a horse. <laughs> and we're going to see... The boy's standing there with the monks, and then suddenly he's in the monk robe. Next is the oasis. El Topa's going to play a flute. She catches birds. She says the water is bitter, but El Topo stirs it with a stick, and then suddenly the water is sweet. Yeah, this is a whole... This whole sequence is just whatever you want it to be. It's just all symbolism, some weird erotic symbolism of water gushing out of penis-shaped rocks. And just... I don't know what's going on here. Finding snake eggs in the sand, magic, just watch this, just let it all wash over me, just, yep, go for it. Well, it does go, I think, this montage with the whole eggs and the water. Yeah. I think that it's in some way showing that he has the power and he believes heavily in prayer. Mm -hmm. And it's him praying that when he shoots the rock, then there's water that springs from it. She can't do that, but mm -hmm. later she can. Right. So it's sort of like... Perhaps she becomes more religious or El Topo is being put through a test by God, something right. like that. Not really sure. It definitely feels like there's religious symbolism in here. I mean, you could say the stick in the water is like turning water into wine. Yeah. And the whole desert thing, maybe Moses going through the desert. You could say that. But then the take on religion in this movie is 
very messed up. So yeah. I don't exactly know what the director is going for here. I just don't get it. Entertaining, but very illogical. Yeah. And I don't think Moses punched a woman in the face and then ripped off all of her clothes. That happens in one scene in, in the desert. It's just, yeah, it's weird. And then there's all those scenes of them buried in the sand and they're just like coming out of the sand, like they're reborn again. Rather than being baptized in a river, they're baptized in sand or something like that. I've got no idea what's going on here, man. Then there's the random cut where they appear to be in the ocean. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then back to the desert again. Wait, how did you do that? <laughs> I don't know if it's meant to be them hallucinating mm -hmm. or if they're saying that is the power of God that took them there. It's just very strange. Yep. There's a point where she asks if he loves her. He says yes, but she can't love him. She says, unless he is the best, I can't love you. There are these four masters that you must kill in order for me to love you. And old Topo goes... Yeah, all right, I guess so. Quest accepted. Yeah. <laughs> Put that on my, my side quest. Uh, my side quest menu, yeah. I think that's the main quest. El Topo says something about the desert being a circle, and they will travel in a spiral to find them. I guess you're covering the whole desert that way. Yeah. If you can keep track of where you're going. <laughs> Master one. They encounter a man with no legs carried by a man with no arms. This is sort of the guard servant for the master. They are told that the woman must wait at the oasis while El Topo does his thing. So they take El Topo's hat and gun. He climbs onto the roof of some brick structure. I don't even know what it's supposed to be. It looks oh, no. more like a storage facility. Oh, than like anything. a really, really rickety ladder, which those guys with like no arms and no legs also climb up at one point. I, I was watching that with my fingers in my mouth going, oh my god, that's going to snap. And there's a, a, a lamb at the top or is it a goat at the top? There's of the a top? sheep that he has to yeah, move. From the hatch. Right. Because otherwise he can't get down. Master One is blind. He wants El Topo to try to steal the rock. Kind of like Kung Fu. <laughs> but of course, El Topo can't do it because he's not fast enough. We also get this weird thing where the Master says, I've learned to let bullets pass through me so you can't kill me. <laughs> and I believe he has his servants shoot him. Yeah. He's like, I barely even bleed anymore. <laughs> What are you doing? What kind of logic is this? Ah, just let the bullets pass through. I'll be okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, we are 90% empty space, so he's mastered letting bullets pass through him with minimal resistance. But yeah, I, I like the ideas of these. I love the ideas of these bandits. This was the best part of the movie for me. I love these four masters, not bandits, sorry, these four masters and how just ridiculous their like superpowers are almost and that he can basically absorb their powers after they're dead. That's the only way I can interpret it, because he doesn't actually learn from them. No. I mean, there's one where they try to make a training montage, but it makes no sense, so it doesn't really work. So, yeah, I think Mega Man style, mm -hmm. he beats the boss, and then he gets their power. Yeah. In the duel, the master loses because he falls into a pit. Did El Topo dig this pit? I think so. Or she dug it. I, d I don't know. Possibly, because she's laughing as the servants are killed as well. I didn't know... Clearly later he does trickery, but we didn't see him set this one up. No. So I didn't know if it was just random coincidence he happens to fall in this pit. But I'm going to lean on it probably was a trick. Yeah. Yeah, because he's like, he knows he can't beat him. And so he has to result, uh, resolve to some kind of trickery. And he does that for all the bosses, basically, doesn't he? He has to have some kind of card up his sleeve. Uh, well, actually, 
the woman did say that he must win even if he has to cheat. Yeah. So even though I think in this one we don't actually see him set it up, I think that leads us to believe that that is what he did. Yeah. In, I believe, a different oasis, there's another woman in black who just appears there. She will show where Master 2 is if she can tag along. She has a man's voice, though. <laughs> there are just times where the voice that is dubbed over doesn't fit mm -hmm. at all. And this is one of those times. I got an idea. If, if, if there's a Satan in this film, I guess it was her. She was like, you know, all in black and she kind of spoils the relationship between El Topo and the, and the, and the woman, the temptress, I guess. I don't know. I don't know who she is exactly, but she's, she's not a force for good anyway. Let's put it that way. We're going to get a lot of just montage of just weird stuff here. The women are bathing. They look at themselves in a hand mirror. There's two pills. I think they give one pill from one mouth to another. The woman basically is going to become obsessed with herself in the mirror, and he's mm. going to shoot that mirror. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's going to pick up those pieces, which is important for later. Mm. I will say there is a sex scene here, but it's beneath sand, and that's just weird. <laughs> and, <laughs> and looks very uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Again, not sure if that was done for censorship or if that was some imagery he wanted, but that did not look comfortable. It's going to chafe, man. Yeah. El Topo is going to meet a fortune teller alone. This is leading into Master 2. She says that the more El Topo falls, the more he will rise. They have a lion in the yeah. desert, just randomly a full-grown lion. <laughs> Master 2 shows up. I guess it's her son, the mm -hmm. fortune teller's son, and he's going to shoot El Topo's gun away and calls him dead. Ah, oh, you're dead now. <laughs> the logic of this one makes zero sense. So Master 2 says that by forging copper items, it has made him very strong, which is why he can hold these toothpick structures without breaking them. Yeah, look, these really delicate structures. I'm so strong that I can hold them without breaking them. That's not the way strength works. <laughs> and El Topo, like the beginning of every really bad infomercial, seems incapable of using his hands as he goes to pick one up and just crushes it. <laughs> Do you have trouble picking up delicate structures? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he says, nodding into the camera. Seek well, Master 2. <laughs> yeah, seek out Master 2 and learn to forge copper items. <laughs> There's going to be a whole training montage, but like I said, it makes no sense. I don't know how he would learn anything here. Because he basically beats the crap out of him, and then he's like, oh, now you're my buddy. I'll <laughs> teach you everything I know. <laughs> Master 2 says El Topo thinks he is giving, but he is really taking. Mm -hmm. You are incapable of love. Something like that. Yeah. And all Master 2 does, I do for the sake of this woman. <laughs> they have one last duel. El Topo puts the mirror shards on the ground. The fortune teller cuts her foot. And then sounds like a bird chirping. Yeah, I said, I wrote, just wrote down, tell you something, I did not expect that card-reading fortune teller to start shrieking like a bird when her son died. That was weird. So El Topo bravely shoots Master 2 in the back as he's checking on the foot <laughs> of the fortune teller. <sighs> Title card, Profits. Profits. We're only, and we're only two masters in. El Topo rests as the women fight. The woman in black whips Mara. That's the original woman. Then kisses the wounds, then rides off. 
We see a black bird on a dead rabbit. El Topo's going to find a rabbit on a rope and takes it to a pen where there are many rabbits. A man there is playing music under sort of a lean-to and surrounded by rabbits. He and El Topo play music. Hi, by the way, I'm Master 3. Yeah. <laughs> he says that El Topo is tired of tricks and wants to obey the law. Master 3 is not so smart. <laughs> he says, some bring me flowers, some bring me valuables. El Topo brings his own life to offer. Mm. You aren't afraid of death, so you are a dangerous foe. Now, that is true, and that is a good line. Yeah. You aren't afraid of death, so you are a dangerous foe. I like that. As we look around the pen, many rabbits are dead or seem to be dying, and I don't know why. Is it just because El Topo is here? Yeah, I, I guess so. I, that's the only thing I can... He's just like the bringer of death, isn't he now? So it's like all these poor little rabbits are twitching away quite... Uh, I don't know. It's uncomfortable to watch this part. Yeah, these are really dying, I think. Master 3 shows the gun he made himself out of like one piece of wood, and it only has one shot, and it is always deadly. They each shoot a bird, Master 3 in the heart, and El Topo in the head. Master 3 says, you should switch your head and your heart, even though I think John Wick would tell us differently. Yeah. <laughs> and certainly in Zombieland, the double tap. <laughs> the head is the important one. They duel surrounded by dead rabbits, separated by a small pool of water. El Topo is shot. He gets up and laughs and shoots Master 3. We find out that he had a copper bowl in his chest pocket the whole time, and that saved him. See? Master 2's copper skills came in handy. Yeah, by giving him the thing to protect him. He didn't actually learn to make it. I don't think he <laughs> made this specific no, one. Like, no. ooh, I'm going to use this in the future to protect me in a duel. He just happened to have it yeah which is exactly why i was saying master three is stupid oh you're tired of trickery well not yet mm. <laughs> he's still quite happy to do trickery maybe he's just trying to trick you into thinking he was tired of trickery that's the real trick maybe and then we're gonna see mara's breast get covered in rabbit blood or something she begs el topo not to leave saying you will be the best the woman in black does some sexual innuendo with some fruit. The women fight a bit, and then they kiss, and then Mara kisses El Topo, and then we jump to Master 4. Yeah. So all of that felt really just unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, especially that bit with the cactus fruit. It was just like, what are you doing? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> just seemed to be pushing that for shock value. Yeah. Maybe right. at the time it would have been. Now it's... Just like what comedy, almost. It's yeah, just maybe that's what he's going for too. I would appreciate that more. I think than ooh, we're gonna shock them. Or yeah. just go, this could be funny. Let's see that. And I don't know. Like that's the thing throughout this whole movie. I don't know if he's trying to make a comedy. I don't know if he's trying to make something serious, some sort of allegory. I just have no idea. <laughs> what shocks me most is just how highly rated it is. But. I think that most of the people that will see this movie are the people who will like this movie. True. I don't think the average movie watcher is going to just stumble upon El not Topo. Gonna, not going to walk into Blockbuster anymore and go, I wonder what El Topo is. I don't think El Topo would have made it <laughs> into Blockbuster. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. That tiny little one shelf of the foreign film section. Yeah, that's where it would be, exactly. Yeah, one copy. We see a topless man with a big gray wig. Very big, great wig. He pulls 
a rusted gun out of the sand. He claims to have traded his gun for a butterfly net. And I was like, wait. In my nose, I go, for in the desert? (laughs) How many butterflies are you encountering in the desert? They have a fist fight, a really terrible fist fight. (laughs) But the old man is too fast. (laughs) El Tobo shoots, but the butterfly net deflects them. I don't know what kind of butterfly net this is. Magic, yeah. Master 4 threatens the next bullet will deflect right into El Topo's heart. El Topo kneels, defeated. Master 4 says he has nothing to lose. El Topo says, your life. Okay, another good line, actually. If this was in a more serious movie, that would be great. I have nothing to lose. Your life. The old man says, to me, it is nothing. He replies and shoots himself. So Master 4 dies telling El Topo he lost. You lost because... I shot myself. Yeah, I win. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, though? I'm not sure who really won this. I feel like nobody won. Mm. But I guess by killing himself, El Topo doesn't get the amazing butterfly net bullet deflecting power. And that's what leads to his downfall. El Topo screams, but there's music covering it. His shirt is shredded, which I'm not sure why it's shredded. I guess he did it. Stop with the old man. He walks to the rabbit's. The rabbits just combust. Yes. This pile of rabbits. There's that pool of water in the middle, but it's now red, so I'm guessing it's meant to be blood. He goes and he breaks down the structures that Master 2 had built. I think he's going to Master 1's grave, and he puts a beehive on it, and El Topo crushes the hive against the grave, whatever. He's just going crazy. And the amount of distance that we're led to believe... This is pretty extreme if he's going back to these very long distances in the desert just to desecrate a grave, just to destroy toothpick structure. (laughs) In Master One's that brick structure, there's a dead sheep on the wall, somewhat looking like it's been crucified. And El Topo is going to punch the walls until they fall. Yeah. Mara, the woman, confronts El Topo saying he is now the best. You won. You're now the best. Then we cut to him being on a bridge. He's praying to God who has deserted him, in El Topo's words. Mm -hmm. The woman in black shoots and tosses a gun to El Topo. He walks toward her unconcerned with his arms stretched wide. And then he keeps falling, but he keeps getting up. So she shoots him. He falls. He gets up. He's learned Master One's power, I Mm -hmm. think is what we're, we're seeing here. The woman in black, again in a male voice, says, him or me and gives Mara a gun, Mara shoots El Topo. He seems actually hurt now. It's like the betrayal is what hurt him. Yeah. And there's a montage of the women riding off, topless embraces, and El Topo in pain. Some poor people with many problems, like physical ailments, you can see them, put El Topo on some tree branches and drag him away. Yep, and I would have been like, I'm happy if that's the end of the movie, to be honest. For you, though, is that the end of part one or part two? That would be the end of part one for me. For me, if I was to break it into parts, I'd say part one is leading up to the colonel. When the colonel's done and they start to write off, that ah, would be part yeah, one. Yeah, sure. I'd put part two as all the masters. Mm-hmm. And then this whole rest of the movie is probably the crazy part right. three. Yeah, because yeah, the movie takes a huge swing right now. <laughs> and it's just like, what the hell is going on now? Well, it's Psalms. Yeah. As we are told through the telecast. Spelled wrong, even... I mean, I get the Spanish spelling of Psalms is maybe S-A-L-M-S, but even in the... Did you notice even the subtitles was spelled same? It, there was no P in it. 
I didn't notice. Ah, okay. El Topo has prayed again to God. We see El Topo with big, frizzy, blonde hair now. Yeah, he looks like Buzzo from uh, the Melvins. <laughs> I'll put a picture up of that. Okay, that's um, a reference I don't get. Uh, or he looks like a really crazy Monster Factory kind of design character from Saints Row 3. He's sitting on a mat in a cave holding a flower, which I don't quite understand because I think we're meant to believe that he's been in a coma for mm-hmm. decades. How is he sitting up <laughs> holding a flower? Because <laughs> he's the Buddha now. He's the master. Have a coma sitting up. A short woman will climb a ladder and put makeup on him, and then she kisses him. She is shocked when he basically opens his eyes. Mm-hmm. El Topo tells her he is a man, not a god, and asks how long he has been here. She says she was born since he arrived, which is where I get the decades from. Yeah. The poor people are sleeping in barrels. This whole place is just a cave that's a jail. Because nobody can get out the top. It's a weird class analogy of the rich people in town keeping the poor people down by keeping them literally down in this cave. Mm -hmm. And then as the people are stuck in the cave, their situation just gets worse and worse. Which we are told all of the incest is what led to all of the physical deformities. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And... We aren't allowed to go to town because the people hate us because we're deformed. And yet, to be honest, you don't want to go to that town anyway. (laughs) It's a horrible town. It's a very terrible town. The old lady in charge, she and El Topo snack on some large bugs. Yum, yum. Which I put in my notes, drugs, question mark? I wasn't sure if (laughs) he was meant to be tripping or something at this point. The short lady is going to cut off El Topo's hair and his beard. He now wears a very monk-like robe. El Topo promises to build a tunnel to free them, and he and the short lady climb out. There's happy music in the town, but this town, like you said, is an absolute disaster. There's a parade of women with flags with a triangle with an eye on it. The poor people are being herded and lassoed and branded, and you see some of them hanging. Yeah. (laughs) They're being auctioned off. A nearly naked woman arrives in a crate. And the poor and white try to escape, but they're surrounded by horse riders. The sheriff and deputy arrive. They're kind of strange as well. Yeah, the, the sheriff has that weird quirk where he can't hold the gun to shoot people or something like that. He's disgusted by actually giving out the punishments or something like that. It's just, yeah, there's a lot of weird things you could read into this whole town. A lot of things, yeah. He pushes some poor people in white onto the ground. Maybe just one guy and shoots and people applaud when he shoots the poor people. <laughs> El Topo and the short lady, they arrive. They basically become clowns to raise money for the stuff they need. The old ladies at one point, the old rich ladies in lingerie and corsets, they're ordering the slave around and do my hair, cut my nails. And then the one holds him down and says, look what he tried to do to me. How dare he? Yeah. And then... He's, I think, run off and killed, probably. Mm. They catch him, they hang him upside down, and they shoot him, don't they? This is also another time where the one woman clearly has a male voice. I don't know why he's so obsessed with that. The short lady says, oh, this town is actually worse than the cave. (laughs) Exactly, let's just stay there. But she and El Topo will start digging the tunnel. There are boxers in town. El Topo and the short lady are given... 
a task by the deputy to clean the toilet right after he uses it. Like, they have to wait for him to finish using it. Right. There's a monk who arrives in town. He sees the boxers die. His white gloves are now red. There's a church service. They are all chanting. The priest puts a bullet in the gun, and they take turns spinning the barrel and trying to shoot themselves. Now, the monk is very concerned, but the priest whispers, It's a blank. Don't worry. You'll be fine. <laughs> My personal thing is, yeah, but blanks can still kill people. <laughs> if you're, especially if you're putting it right to your head. Yeah. However, what the monk does is he swaps out a real bullet and he tries it, but he is safe. The next guy is safe, but then a little kid dies. Yeah, because that's a long scene. And I was like, I wonder who's going to get it. And then they chose to do the kid. It's like, oh, that's, that was dark. <laughs> it is. I think in a way, though, that's what you almost need to do what he wanted to do, which is basically that death destroys that whole church, yeah. at least in that town. Nobody's going to show up anymore. Yeah, because he's like, I'm ruined. If it was an adult, the priest could have said, well, his sins got to him. Right. But a child doesn't work. Mm -hmm. So, though it is very dark, I think I understand why they chose that one. Yeah, no, it, it does work, yeah. We're going to get the title Apocalypse. The priest says no one will come now. The circus is over, he says. He leaves. The monk starts tearing down things. They go, oh, behind these symbols, there is a giant cross. So this did used to be a normal church. We get a scene of the, quote, decent women league who are in a bar. And they say, well, this passes. And then El Topo and the short lady are taken to the secret area of the bar where there's sort of an orgy going on yeah. and music being played and lots of drinking happening. This is where I'm pretty sure they're forced into coupling. Yeah. She gets very upset about that later, saying she's very embarrassed. It's terrible, like what happened. But El Topo says, but we're, we're going to get enough money for TNT. We're, we're going to be able to blow it up. And don't feel bad about it. It's not a big deal. Like There is this weird sort of sweet story here where even when it was happening, she was saying, don't worry about them, just pretend it's me. Mm. And then he says, well, let's get married then. Yeah. But <laughs> for them to get married, they go to see the monk <laughs> who instantly becomes his son and now a bandit. <laughs> get rid of the robes and now suddenly he's got guns and everything. And he recognizes him after all this time, you know, it's... Even I didn't recognize the main character because when I saw that guy with the big fuzzy hair, I was like, oh, this is another story altogether. I didn't even really realize that this was the guy until the priest recognized him. I was like, oh, it is him, right? I finally, the penny finally dropped. I was really slow in picking that up. But I mean, I, I knew that was the son immediately. As soon as they looked at each other, I was like, oh, this is what this is all about. Okay, jeez. So this has now come back around and the monk wants to kill him. But El Topo says, wait, wait, wait a second. I've got to go dig this tunnel for these people. Just wait until that's done. Yeah. And the monk says, all right, well, I don't monk, whatever, his son yeah. says, all right, fine, I'll wait. Then he's like, man, this is taking way too long. I really want to kill you now, man. Yeah. <laughs> and so then the son starts helping out as well. And then eventually they get enough digging and TNT that finally the people can escape. I mean, I know why it was taking so long. Did you see the did you did you see the way they were digging that tunnel? It's like tunnels go in the way. Stop digging off to the sides, man. It's like <laughs> finally he hits the back of the tunnel. It's like, 
<laughs> oh yeah, I'm through. Yeah, like, yeah, you could have done that last week, man. I think part of that was just to get all three of them in frame, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or maybe the sun is just really intent on digging on the side. Yeah, we're gonna make it wide enough for everybody as well. Then the terrible thing happens. The people finally escape. They get into town and they're just mowed down by guns. Yes. El Topo sees that. He's very sad. He goes on a rampage. The old El Topo comes back. Yeah. Then he burns himself. Iho and the short lady and the baby, which she now has, ride off. And El Topo's grave is covered in honeycomb, much like Master One's was. I think there's the, the only symbolism there that I could get was because I think when he, when he does kill Master One, it's like the first kill. And I got the feeling, at least, of like true remorse. He tricked him and it was a, that was a, a dog's death kind of thing, you know? And he felt like actual remorse. And that's why when he went back with the honey and the bees, that must symbolize some, something. And so that that's what his grave turned into. So like that's the master that stayed with him throughout it. The peaceful, I don't want to fight anyone kind of thing. That's why he became a monk. I don't know. Maybe it's a thing about Christianity and Buddhism combined. No idea. It could be. I don't know that there's a lot to fill in. I mean, I would love to. But the things that we'd be filling in would be totally making up, like, Just why is she suddenly in the ocean? Why is he suddenly <laughs> under the sand? Why does the monk suddenly have bandit clothes on? <laughs> I mean, it's it's in the same scene. It's not like, oh, we cut to the next day. Yeah, he rips the robe off and it's like he's got, like, he's packing heat under there. <laughs> he rips the robe off and he's wearing a hat. Where did that <laughs> hat come from? <laughs> it's just crazy. Yeah. And enjoyable because of how crazy it is. I like it. It's not a movie I'm going to watch a ton of times, but it is something that definitely feels very original, very its own thing. Kind of makes me want to see more of Jodorowsky's stuff. Yeah, I mean, he wrote it, directed it. He does this musical score for it as well. He did everything for this film. This is like his baby, you know? I saw an interview with him talking about the film. Yeah, he what he became a Buddhist in the 70s. And so this this whole Buddhism theme, even like the self-immolation of the monk is like that from like the Vietnamese protest in like 1963 was what he was intending on for that scene to make people see that kind of really striking visual again, I guess, because that was on the cover of like every magazine around the world probably. But yeah, so it's a very spiritual movie. I get it that way. And yeah, I liked it. But like you said, we could be here all day. Just guessing and... Like you said as well, this is one of those movies where there's just so much obvious. These are symbols, but we're not really saying specifically what the symbols are, that we could just be making different interpretations all day. Yeah, we, I mean, if that's what people were really interested in, we could come back to El Topo and do a, a four-hour podcast on it then, if that's what the listeners want. <laughs> if that's what the listeners want. <laughs> gaps filled and more gaps created.